This is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask with your host, Dr. Judith Bryles, on the Rockstar Radio Network. On the show today, you'll find out where book publishing is going and how to take advantage of it. How to identify and avoid publishing predators. What opportunities are emerging as the book trade evolves in new forms? How to avoid losing money and much, much more. Join us now as a variety of publishing pros will deliver insights and strategies to take the author to the next, next level of publishing. It's your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. Brought to you by Author You and The Book Shepherd on the Rockstar Radio Network. And now, here's your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Well, it's a fabulous day as we go forward and we think of things and as uh, uh, authors are back in the swing of it after a long summer, fabulous summer. We're now deep into fall time, thinking of holidays as we go forward and we're thinking of books, selling books. And one of the ways to sell books which there are multiple, is through media. And there are multiple media channels. There are certainly the traditional media, which would be what we would call the radio and the television. There is all internet. There is also just creating buzz factors that people start hearing about you and you get out on the speaking circuit. And that is a form of media. It doesn't have radio and TV and those likes there, but you never know who's attending that could catapult you to a spot. Well, when those spots happen, there are some things that you need to know. So, and for example, what is the benefit of being on the air? Um, what are the things that authors should do before they try to get on the air? How do they go about pitching? And we're actually going to do a show specifically about pitching to uh, print media, where we are going to have later on uh, someone like Vicki Bain, who is a, a reporter for People Magazine. How do you get in People Magazine? But what we're going to talk about is on the TV and the radio side of us. And with us today is Brian Judd, who's been a guest many times on your guide to book publishing. Brian's the author of How to Make Real Money Selling Books. And he is an expert, actually, in niche marketing, in specialty selling, whether it's to military or craft shows or just to a specific industry. How do you drill that down? We're going to take his expertise, and we're going to really look at how do you drill it down and hook it into a media type event that will get you and your book as a starring venture. So with that, let's bring Brian on. How are you, Brian? Great, Judith. How are you? Great. I'm fabulous. Good. Okay. good. As usual? Yeah. You're yeah. always in a good mood. <laughs> well, that, you know, you, you know, these are choices one makes. You can be in a pissy mood or you can be in a really great mood. And I've always found it's just easier to be in a good mood. <laughs> well, that certainly comes across. <laughs> it's really good. It, it, people, I hope people can recognize that in your voice when they hear it because that, uh, that's something you need to project. When you're on the, on the air, you need to project that, that positive well, attitude, which always comes through with you. Oh, you know, Brian, I remember one time I used to, um, when I was doing a lot of TV, a lot of TV with my books, and there are many times that I would be on these shows, whether it was Good Morning America or CNN or, you know, the local morning show that were so popular back just in the past. Day. You know, everyone had a morning show that wasn't so news-driven. It right. was more like a magazine. Yeah. 
And during that time, there, you know, you'd always find in this magazine of offerings, you would find uh, celebrities of sorts. And, you know, there's times that I was sitting next to Charlton Heston, to, to Bernadette Peters, to, uh, you know, at one time I, I remember, oh my gosh, I remember one time I was in Portland, Oregon. And I was standing next to this guy, and, and he just exuded negativity and vibes that was unbelievable. And I, and I had to remove myself, friend. I had to move, literally move physically away from him because it was like I was getting cooties. And, <laughs> and, That's great. That's funny. And, and I thought, um, and I thought, who in the hell is this guy? And then he had, he had been on the air, so I didn't see the segment. And he had um, left the building. Well, a few years later, I was back in New York at one of my publishers. I think it was Simon and & Schuster. And I was going up in the elevator, and oh, my God, there he was. But then I really recognized him. And um, I, I've never been one to maintain silence in the elevator. So I said, I, yeah, I introduced myself and I said, you know, I, I saw you uh, back in Portland a few years ago and you scared me. I mean, and, and he looked at me. Well, if you saw him, you would know who I'm talking to. He's a little guy, balding, big mustache. He was Gordon Liddy. Oh, okay. Sure. And, wow. and. It was, this was, you know, Watergate and all those things going on. And, and of course, now he's gone on. Then he's had a popular radio show. I don't know what he's doing nowadays. But, and he, he had obviously mellowed from the time I saw him in Portland, oozing negativity, to the time I ran into him again in the elevator in New York City. Yep. But it was, um, and, and, but my point here, everybody, is to, Understand that your demeanor, how you physically look, even without saying a word, can shout volumes, and, and you may turn off other people. So oh, yeah. Have sure. I always, I, I always tell people to talk with a smile on their face when they're on the telephone, because you can hear that when it comes through, or you can hear people saying the same thing without a smile. So it's, if you have that smile in your voice, people tend to associate with you versus turning off as, as this person did to you. Oh yeah, I mean, why be a grump for heaven's sake? Yeah, right. And 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 so and and so, one of my tips. I'm just going to throw out a tip, and then let's just get into a lot of questions here. Okay. Is that when you are on the air, um, and this is whether you're doing radio or television, or you're doing blog radio, or whatever it is that your voice is going across. Have a mirror in front of you so that you actually, you, you know, because when you when you're in studios, I remember I, I was on CNN every week, and I would I was in a, you know, an off studio because I live in Denver and they were in Atlanta, or they were in New York, whichever the studio they were coming from, and all you're doing is talking to a camera, and you've got to imagine gazillions of people in front of you. So put a mirror in front of you, and you can at least see yourself, and you look like a sourpuss. That's how you're going to come across. <laughs> That's so, right. That's a good have, point. That smile. have that smile. All right, so Brian, let's jump into this because sure. you've had you've done a television show for years. I have. So let, yeah, let's tell our listeners a little bit about that. 
Sure. I actually started out writing my job search books in the early 1990s and when I got into publishing business. And I thought, I've got to get on TV and radio shows to talk about this. And I thought, I've never done that before, so I need to practice. So I went to my local cable system and said I wanted to start my own television show. And I had to commit to 13 weeks and come up with storyboards for that, which I did. And it was about, uh, back, back then it was how to get a job. And so, and so I, I created this, these, this 13 week series. And it was great. It was fun. Each, each time I'd practice something different, whether it was a posture, attire, makeup, or words, or whatever. And so I kept doing it. And actually, it's the, uh, the longest continuously running cable show in Connecticut right now for over 13 years. So that's, it worked. But the thing is, I was able to get a lot of practice by doing that. That was the key. And that's really important. Um, and doing that and and it's practice 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 that you can be on and and i always tell people when you sit down you say well i a couple things because i've been a regular on multiple television shows and that um i always wiggle a little bit before i sit down i get some energy going some blood flowing through i yawn big i I do that Um, wave my arms yeah, actually, well, I turn my back to the camera, and I, you know, but I, because you never know when you're going to get caught. Uh, Just make and, sure the red light's not on when you do that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, um, and, but I do before I settle down, and they mic, uh, mic me up. So do that, but do do smile, because yeah. you, you never know when that camera, you may be off. And, um, and, and one of the things I would always ask my host well, when you start having your own segment and that kind of thing, that you'll have a combination where you'll be speaking to, if you have a colleague you're interacting with or you're speaking directly to the camera. Um, but I've always asked as a guest that do you want me to interact directly with you or do you want me to speak to the camera? So get the rules there. Get the rules there out there. And I also think it's very important when you're on the air to make sure that you reiterate with your host that um, – I've asked these always these questions is that remind me of what our demographics are, how many women, how many men, how many people are at home, how many people are working. And I always ask Brian, um, well, is there anything dramatic going on that I should know about? Yeah, I always thought that was the, the best guest when I was the host of the show. The guest that would come on there and say, "I've never been on, I've never been on TV before. How should I sit? Should I look at you?" Uh, and those questions. So that was those people really made the best guest. Those who would come in there and just try to take over and and just talk for a half hour. They were the worst guests, and it was something that uh, so I actually preferred that. The person who came in there with the open mind was willing to to ask questions and to work with me, not just to take over the show and talk about his book. Mm-hmm. So I think it's the way that the that the guest comes on there. And I think that one one point you made before, uh, well, also uh, if if I have a royal blue background in my studio, and I always tell people about that, and we we can change the curtains, but. And to, to change the background color if necessary, but I tell people to, to, if you're not familiar with the show, to call the producer and ask about the background, so you know what types of what color clothes to wear. If people wear a royal blue uh, sweater or a blouse or whatever, then they, they, all you get is a head, a talking head. So find out what the background is, what the seating arrangement is, and if you can get a, uh, obviously if you can get a tape of the show prior, that would be the best thing. But if you, but just ask ask the producer, what can I do 
to help make a really good show for your audience? And that's a perfect question to ask. I, would, I love that. The producers love that when I ask that. So they know that you're there to help the audience, not just to go on there to sell your book. Well, and it does make a difference. And, and for, like, for, for me, like, well, blue is not my color. So I would yeah. say, can well, purple is <laughs> <laughs> purple's my color. Or a light color that I'll wear a vibrant purple and it'll pop um, on. So yeah. those, those things are all important because what the, the speaker, what the author, what the expert, and you are the expert, you are the expert when you go on these shows, is that you want to come across in your best format. Right. So look like the expert and you don't look like someone they plucked off the street. This is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. And we'll be right back with more great information right after these on the Rockstar Radio Network. Is there a book in you or another? Author You will show you how to create, develop, and publish your book without being hoodwinked. If you already have a book out, you'll find a supportive and brainstorming community that's connected and creative no matter where you live. Author You brings in national experts for its book camps and annual author extravaganza held each May. It has regular meetings and delivers webinars for its members on timely topics. Through Author You's extensive network, members enjoy exclusive benefits, including significant discounts for a variety of services necessary to publish. The Resource, its online book publishing news magazine, is content-heavy and it's free. If you want to create a book that has pizzazz, punch, and panache, Author You is for you. If you're a hobbyist or a casual author, it's not. Join Author You today through its website at authoru.org. Follow Author You on Twitter at AuthorU and on Facebook at AuthorU, where timely author and publishing tips and articles are posted daily. AuthorU, where the author goes to become seriously successful. Change the way you publish online. WaveCloud is a new form for authors to manage all their books' information in one place from start to finish, including pricing and listing summary. To learn more or sign up for email updates, visit wavecloud.com. Every picture tells a story. And it's a truism that people do judge a book by its cover. Nick Selinger and NZ Graphics have been in the business of producing superior graphic cover design and interior layout for self-published authors, independent and traditional publishers for years. He has developed a reputation for... Excellent work, fast turnarounds, and best of all, affordable pricing. NZ Graphics also produces ebooks and book marketing materials such as posters, sell sheets, postcards, bookmarks, business cards, logos, and more. Books designed for his clients have won multiple book awards, including Best Book Award by U.S. Book News, multiple Evie Awards from the Colorado Independent Publishers Association, Indie Book Awards, the San Francisco Book Festival Award, and Freedom Medal Award from Valley Forge. Visit www.nzgraphics.com. 
or call 303-985-4174 for more details about making your book the success it should be. Mention that you are an FOJ, friend of Judith's, and that you heard about NZ Graphics on your guide to book publishing. Welcome back to your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask on the Rockstar Radio Network. If you want to write and publish a book, if you want to be successful as an author, your guide to book publishing, everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask, is for you. Stay tuned and you'll hear about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now to get you published. So let's get back to the show. And here again is your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Well, as we come on out, that it's, I always want to remind people when you do contact our sponsors, and we have you know, the people that who sponsor our show are fabulous. They have been fully vetted. They are individuals that I personally use in a variety of areas. For example, um, Nick Dillinger from MV Graphics has just done this most amazing design work for my next book, which is called Author You, as in Y-O-U, Creating and Building Your Author and Book Platforms. And we are at printer right now, but it's been quite a journey. And make sure that you do say that you're a friend of mine, FOJ. So you do get special discounts, and it's always a plus, plus, plus. So um, we're into that. And you saw what Nick did on the new book. What do you think, Brian? I thought it was great. It's really an innovative uh, cover, but the whole layout is really nicely done. It's, it's really exactly. good. You did a great job. <laughs> we broke so many rules on this. <laughs> <laughs> well, sometimes you have to do that uh, just to get, to get the to break out from the the competition, break out from what everybody else is doing, to be different and different and better, not just to be different for different sake. But you know, yeah. yours is strategically different, and it's really good. Yeah, it's fun. All right, so let, let's go back to the uh, some of the benefits. I'm sure. going to talk about that, and I have a I have a whole series of questions I want to throw out for our listeners. Okay. And so let's just talk about because the market has changed, media has changed dramatically, and so what are the current today's benefits of being on the air? Well, most people think the benefit is, is selling books. And I look at that as almost a result. If you do everything else right, then you sell books. Because if your objective is to go on the show and sell books, then you're more likely to turn the audience off. So I think the the objective should be, uh, well, look back at the benefits of uh, this, is when you get the exposure. You get people to hear about you, hear about your content, your book, and how it can help them. Then the result is that they buy your book. But it, 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 one, uh, there are a lot of other benefits to that. There's one you mentioned before about when you're speaking to a group, uh, then you never know who's in the audience. And when I was doing my uh, TV and radio shows to promote my job search books, I, I got a lot of speaking engagements from that, that people in the audience would hear me and like the topic, and, and they, they would contact me, and I would speak to their group. So the, the fact that you get these the additional uh, promotional opportunities from that just by not by by talking and coming across as a, a knowledgeable, credible uh, author uh, or expert on this topic. So particularly for for nonfiction. So also you create and I think maintain relationships because in many cases 
the people that, that the producers of one show would go to another show after six months or a year. They they change a lot, and they would contact me and have me on their news station. So it was good to to have that uh, that that relationship. And also, when you come up with another book, even if they're on the same station, the next title we come up with, then you contact them and say, "My new book is out." Can I be on your show? So I think relationships is really, really important. You, you create a, uh, how should I say, a promotional frame of mind. It's almost a momentum that you get going. You first of all, you get better at it each show that you do. I've been a guest on over over twelve hundred shows, in addition to, to my own show. So each, each time I would uh, learn, I would I would practice, I would think about, I would evaluate my performance. And try to improve it. I would also always get a tape of the TV show or or the radio show and listen to it or look at it again with a critical eye of how can I make that different and better. Anyway, when I was on the show, I would ask the the, the host or the producer when the show was over, you know, what can I do to to do better? How can I make my next show better? And they always would have. Uh, would they first of all they would appreciate ask, being asked that, but they always have some tip for me. So I think that you you grow professionally, you, you have relationships, you get exposure, you create that buzz, you get more uh, more speaking engagements. So there are a lot of benefits to it in addition to just uh, selling books. And actually, people will go on the show and they'll say, well, I was on the show in uh, the city and my sales didn't go up. Well, that, that goes back to the exposure. You have to hit people, not hit physically, but uh, you have to have hits on them seven to ten times before they make the decision to buy your book if you're not a, a known authority in your, in your topic. So you've got to get out and get the exposure, get the buzz going, get the word of mouth stimulated so people will talk about your book and, and, and the sales result of the result from your media experience, not, not as a result of a particular show, but as a result of the accumulated exposure that you get through repetitive performances. And, you know, Brian, that's why I remember in the old days, and I am talking about the old days when I first started um, on the book journey, which was my first book came out in June of 1981. And that took me from Good Morning America to all around the country. And that there was, it was typical at that time for an author to blitz a city in a day, a day or two. They would blitz. Yep. And they would do print, and they would do radio, and they would do television, and there were certain unwritten rules in cities that if you were on this show, you couldn't be on that show. I mean, they had there was games that always went on, and it's on national TV as well. Right. Um, that you have to be tuned in sometimes to those things. But for most of our listeners and our authors, they're you know they're not going after the big stuff. And I and I will tell you that unless you have a little seasoning behind you, um, that I would have uh, uh, people who come and say, "Well, I want to be." This is a perfect Oprah book when Oprah was on the air. She was. This is a perfect Oprah book. Right. And you need to understand that Oprah didn't necessarily sell books. Oh, yes, that's right. Uh, there, there is, uh, there was a lot of people that didn't do so hot with Oprah. Now, the, her book club is a different animal, but that that there's just different things that go on. But there is that that continuum buzz. So, what are you going to do going back? And of course, with the internet to support a buzz, um, that you would have uh, that kind of thing. So, there would be. 
Well, sorry, I was just going to support that in the sense that also just, just to start to start local instead of trying to get on Oprah right away, but just to start local, you get on Good Morning Dubuque first before you get on on the national show, to, so you can you, you practice not that you practice on the shows, but you get get some exposure. You get to, to try different things. You get to get a good feel for how you perform on on the air in front of a camera. So the more relaxed you are, the more experienced you are doing that, the better you perform on, on the air. I was, in, I was on Today Show. I was on the, in the green room before that, and I had been on 500 shows before that, and I was pretty nervous. But I was just I was remembering everything that I had practiced and what I had done, and it was it just helped me to not get through that, but <laughs> but to, to actually perform well on the show. So I think that the, if you can start out locally, I tell people to when they came on my show. That, that's where you want to get on and practice and, and make the mistakes. And then you learn from that. And then when you're on Oprah or on the major show, then you can re relax and, and, and perform properly. Right. I and that's what you really want to, to know about um, on that. So, And when you do get on those national shows, it is to depart solid information, bang, bang, bang. Boy, you have to be so on cue to do that. So that's where you practice on those local shows so you can get your one, two, three pitch down. Yep. Um, so that. All right. So what should an author um, try to when, when should they make that attempt to be on the air? Well, first of all, you make sure that you have your books available, uh, whether it's on Amazon or on distribution, in some distribution, so your book is available if that's your objective uh, for selling, for, for being on the air. But I think that it's more important to, to have some media training before you get on the show, any show. Some kind of a I, – I was on – I had had about 200 of my own shows, and somebody said, I want you to take some media training. And I thought, well, I'd, I'll just uh, do that just for fun. And I took the media training and didn't realize how much I didn't know. So I think that if you get some exposure, you get some training behind that, that's – then uh, you'll do a lot better on, your, on the air. But I think really a key thing, Judith, is to get – to know who your target – reader is your target the target buyer that your consumer so who's the person who is the person to whom or for whom you wrote your book and if you can keep that picture in your mind then you may not want to be on today's show because you hit the, if you have a book about uh cooking or about business you might be better off on a cooking show or a business show or a sports show if your book is about tennis so if you know who your target reader is what kind of media they're looking for are they uh, uh, listening to tv and radio or are they on the internet so you need to promote where your target reader is. That's why it's so critical to, to know that. Know what their hot buttons are, what, what the information is that you have that's important to them, and where they're located. Because I, I was talking about getting a job. I would do a, a radio show on a college campus and we use much different examples than I would if I'm talking to a 55-year-old-plus audience on a, on a different show. So if you know who your target reader, who your target the audience person is, and who your, how your target reader meets that demographic, then you, you can taper or, or you can customize your performance to that, that, that audience. That makes, okay. it just makes a much better show. So when we come back after this, this next break, let's talk about 
really maybe there's some tips that we can have to ID who those target audience are. Of course, when we talk about the platform, which I talk about all the time, you sure. know who your target audience is from the get-go, and that's where you go. So for me, one time, uh, the publicist put me on a rock stage that was all rap. You know what? I, that wasn't my market, and I cut the interview. They were not happy with me. We'll talk about that when we come back. Sure. I do the trial. My guest is the fabulous Brian Judd, and he is the author of How to Make Real Money Selling Books. This is your guide to book publishing. This is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. And we'll be right back with more great information right after these on the Rockstar Radio Network. Since 1987, Color House Graphics has set the standard for quality book production. Whether you decide to print a small quantity of books or need a large print run, depend on Color House to help you. You'll receive professional help and advice the moment you reach one of our representatives. If you mention hearing about us on your guide to book publishing with Judith Bryles, we will provide you with discount on the first order you place. To speak with a project manager, call us toll-free at 800-454-1916 or visit us at www.colorhousegraphics.com. Do you need postcards that make a statement? How about business cards, flyers, brochures, or NCR forms? TuVets is the solution for all your printing needs. Providing services specially designed for authors, we deliver exceptional quality colored printing. Most important of all, we specialize in reducing your printing costs. No more waiting. No more standing in lines at your local printer. Online proofing. With our pricing tools calculator, you can get instant quotes on all your printing products as well as shipping rates all over the United States. Just a few clicks of the mouse and you're on the way to discovering how easy and convenient online color printing should be. Contact our friendly, human, account representatives. We recognize that you want answers, not voice prompts. Visit our website at www.tu-vets.com or call 1-800-894-8977. When Ned Thompson and Harry Shore started Thompson Shore in 1972, they believed employees with great character would make up the best company. They were right. They hired people who were not only experts in bookmaking, but who were obsessed with quality and delivering exceptional customer service. Almost 40 years later, Thompson Shore remains a 100% employee-owned company. Ned and Harry knew that successful customer projects are a direct result of empowered employees. We specialize in all books for large and small publishers. Creating beautiful and well-made books, we're dedicated to pleasing our customers by making the experience a good one from start to finish. The personal touch we have with our customers allows us to be innovative in solving their most difficult challenges. Our platform also ensures that we can remain flexible to meet our customers' unique needs and expectations. Our marketing kit can create buzz for your title, enhancing the promotion of your book during infancy. When you need to test the market to gauge your future sales, we can provide digitally printed books that will transition seamlessly into a larger offset run. From ebook to hard copy to delivery, our skillful customer service teams are at the ready to answer your most pressing questions. At Thompson Shore, we know that making the highest quality books requires more
more than just best technologies. It requires superior customer service, professionalism to the trade, and commitment to environmental and social values. With these standards of excellence in place, you can be sure that we will always help you put your best book forward. Welcome back to your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask on the Rockstar Radio Network. Coming up, you'll hear more about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now to get you published. So let's get back to the show. And here again is your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Always at the bottom of the hour, we talk about some of our sponsors. One of our sponsors is AuthorU.org. AuthorU is a membership organization for authors who want to be seriously successful. So if you're a hobbyist or what I call a casual author or someone who just kind of uh, is diddling along or gazing in your belly button, it's probably not for you. But if you really want to know how to create the book that has no regrets, if you really want to learn how to market your book and really excel using some of the techniques that we're talking about throughout this hour, as well as many of the guests that share, you really want to belong to authoru.org. The membership is only, only $89 a year. That if you will just go to authoru.org and it's the letter U, you'll sign up for our, the, the fabulous easing that comes out monthly. It's 35 to 40 pages of high content. Our guest this morning, Brian Judd, has got uh, a lot of columns that he continually puts in so our listeners and readers can follow his sage and savvy advice. And I want you all to put down these dates, May 3 through 5, May 3 to 5 for next year, 3 to 5 for 2013. Plan on being in Denver, Colorado for the Author You Extravaganza. Brian will be there doing video techniques, and actually we are going to put you on the air, and so you can come away with a video clip that you can use and show that's professionally done. So that's one thing that's going to happen. And also, I'll tell you who the keynote is, a guy by the name of Kevin Breyerman. Who's Kevin Breyerman? He just happens to be the publisher of Publishers Weekly, and that is the uh, Bible uh, of the publishing industry. He will be there with the latest and the greatest and in insight. So May 3 to 5 next year, plan on being in Denver, Colorado. If you go to authoru.org and click on events, uh, that you can actually sign up and get a special $100 discount right now. So authoru.org. Okay, Brian, we're back. Yeah. I, I, I didn't mention that you also are an author of a, a, a book that they can find. It's, it's certainly got some legs in it on Amazon called Showtime. As well Showtime, as that's right, yeah. Showtime and Perpetual Promotion. And that, that those kind of books are helpful. They're just things to look for as, as well as you go forward with. So that's available via Amazon. All right, so what, let me ask you this. Besides some of the things that when should an author appear on the air, um, and what they should be doing. And I agree with you. Some media training never hurts. Even the best of the best get fine-tuned on that. Yeah, sure. And, and I know for myself, one of the things that I did when I did a, a, a TV, actually, satellite tour, 
when I was a spokesperson for a couple of companies like Procter and Gamble and, and you know some of those people that that I was do I did twenty TV bits within a two hour window as it went around you know started dominoing across the time zone. Oh yeah, and, I've heard of that. You have to, you learn how to make sure that there is a mention of the sponsor or whatever the key message is two to three times within that two minute clip. I mean, you learn to get so focused and on point. So that's what media training does. And you learn the trips and techniques of what happens if the host gets you waylaid and you go off into another deal. How do you get it back on message so you become in charge? So media training does help that. Yep. So let me ask this question. What's the one thing every author should do before they try to get on the air? I think it's going to that, that comment of the, uh, the targeting, knowing your target audience, because it's so important to define that person, whether it's the age or whether it's not necessarily income, but educational level, because the examples that you use, the words that you use would be, would impact or be impacted by their education level. But just the, knowing that, you know, I actually was doing a radio show in Colorado, and it was taped at four o'clock in the afternoon. This was about my job search books. And the the host, I asked the host when it would be aired. He said four o'clock in the morning. I said who's going to be on? It's four o'clock in the morning. He said, well, we're the highest rated show at that time among truck drivers driving through the Colorado mountains. So I'm glad I asked that question because I knew who the audience was, and I was able to uh, adjust my questions for that. But so you, you have to, you have to before you go on the air, you have to know the audience, the target market. You have to know your book. It may sound odd to, to know your book, but I was on one show. It was a taped show, thank goodness, and the host said, uh, on page 72, you say people should burn their bridges. What did you mean? And I forgot. <laughs> I had no idea. And she laughed and turned the tape off and let me read my book, and then we started up again. But So just know more than the table of content, content, but know your book and know how it's different from competition. I wrote Job Search 101, and people would always say, how is it different from what color is your parachute? And I had to have a good answer for that because I was asked that almost every show and by every retailer, every distributor asked me about that. So know that. So you know, the, know yourself, you know your, your topic, know your reader, know the audience, know the, know the show. And is it a uh, – what type of show? Is it a news show or is it a remote show? Or, or, so if you know the type of show that it is, then it's – you're much more relaxed when you when you get on on it. So the more you can be prepared for each show, the more likely you are to to do a good job for the the host, for the guest, and for yourself. Well, and I think that's really important. And so when when you said about the parachute book, what color is your parachute? If you wanted to be really cheeky, you could say, well, for first of all, you don't require an airplane to get going using my book. What you do need to do is do bang, bang, bang. And and all you do is that you show people you have a sense of humor. And you do that. Yeah. yeah, when you talk about your truck drivers, um, listening, knowing knowing that inside tip, you can actually talk to them and you and you and you say that, you know, I know I know I have a lot of uh, truck drivers listening at this time in the morning, so let's give you a couple of specific tips just for you. Man, you own it. That's you right, yeah. Do that Good. kind of stuff. So, well, let me ask you this. What are what are the different types of shows that authors can expect to reach out to today? That's that's, that's really important. That's a good question because there are different, obviously, different types of shows. Mine was a, a talk show where 
like an Oprah, like that you go on and you're the guest for maybe a half hour. For my show, the guest was on for a half hour. So if you know that the talk show would be one where, the, as we're doing now, we're happy, you have questions that are asked and you go through that. You have a conversation. It's not an interrogation, but have a good conversation. And next would be a news show where you're on there just for maybe a couple of minutes and you have to get your information across very quickly. I, I was the, the the noon news expert in Albany, New York, every Friday. I, I live in, right outside of Hartford, so I would drive two hours to Albany, be on for two minutes, <laughs> and then drive home. But it was great exposure. It was great uh, for sales, too, but I got a great experience. I was able to I'd go up there a little bit early and get the Albany newspaper, and for two minutes I would talk about the job search as it re- applied to Albanians, <laughs> people of Albany. But so that's a news show. You're on just a few minutes. Uh, remote broadcast. I was at, at different uh, trade shows or at it after a, a speaking event, and the uh, the reporter would come up there with a with a camera and, and interview me right there. So that's more of that is a remote. Uh, there are panel discussions where. You can have a several people of different opinions or different attitudes or different perspectives of a particular topic. For job search, I have somebody that would, they may have a panel of somebody that's a woman, maybe blue collar, and, and me. We'd all be talking about the different aspects of the job search. That's more of a uh, of an amiable type of a panel. Others might be more controversial where they have, if you have a topic about uh, diet or, or, or that you have different, opinions of the same topic, then you have a more of a controversial type of a panel. So if you know in advance that it will be a panel discussion, ask who the other guests are and what their perspectives are, or if they have other books out, get their books. You can see what they've written about your topic and what they didn't write about. So you're prepared to go on that. But if I think those are the four major types of, of shows. That If you're prepared to, to, to do that, and you have to perform differently obviously if you're on on the news show and you have three or four minutes on the air you've got to answer in 30 second sound bites if you're on okay. a talk show where you've got a half hour like on my show i don't want people answering in 30 seconds because after 15 minutes i'm out of questions so know that the timing of the show how much time you have on the air and the types of the questions that, that could be asked so if you if you if you're familiar with that, then you, you perform better, you are more relaxed, and you, you, you do a better job. So I think just knowing that that type of question is, it, 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 your whole performance depends on with the type of show that it is. I, I agree with that. So, Brian, we're going to come into our final break. So here's what I want to address when we come back. I want you to tell them what a one sheet is. Okay. I want you to uh, really, how do we find out producers? Uh, how do we reach out to that? You, I know that since you've hosted your own show, what if one of our authors wants to start their own show? What are some steps that they should do to take into that that spot? Uh, I, I think those are very things. And then anything else that we come up with. And, I, and I'm going to share when we come back out and experience that I was on to talk about one of my books and there was such a tragedy that I immediately chose not to and I switched to B-series and totally altered the way the show and it was a win-win for everyone. This is Jim Files. We'll be right back with Brian Dunn. You're listening to your guide to book publishing. (laughs) 
This is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. And we'll be right back with more great information right after these on the Rockstar Radio Network. Writing and reading are moving to the cloud. WaveCloud represents a whole new community for writers and readers to connect, communicate, evaluate, and share. Writers hone their craft and build their business. Readers build their favorites. Sign up for updates at wavecloud.com. shepherding concept is simple. The publishing world is changing, and so must you. You need an experienced shepherd and a guide to partner with you as you create, strategize, develop, publish, and achieve your publishing goals. You can't do it alone without paying the price. You can spend your money creating a book that turns out to be so-so, or you can create a book that looks and feels classy, builds your brand, and is a financial success, a bestseller. It's your choice. You choose. You need the book shepherd. Publishing is riddled with obstacles, sometimes nightmares for the author. You don't need problems, you want solutions. Dr. Judith Bryles will shepherd you through the maze and the chaos. At times, she's had to step in and rescue a book, a book that has been sabotaged by a publisher, or by a publishing service provider, or sometimes even the author themselves. Judith Bryles is the book shepherd if you want to create a book with no regrets. Give her a call today, 303 885-2207. That's 303-885-2207. Or email her at judith at bryles.com. By the way, bryles is spelled B-R-I-L-E-S. Follow Judith on Twitter at MyBookShepherd and on Facebook at TheBookShepherd. At Total Printing Systems, customer service is our priority. We are located in Southern Illinois. Our employees have an average of 18 years' experience and know that customer relationships are important to our continued success. We have been a short-run book printer for nearly 40 years and always stay at the forefront of technology. Our niche is from 1 to 5,000 copies. Today, we offer digital black and white and four-color high-speed inkjet printing, a cost-effective way to introduce color into your short-run titles. We, of course, offer traditional offset printing as well. Bindery is done in-house, from adhesive case binding to PUR perfect binding to mechanical binding of all types, including side sewing. We provide warehousing, kitting, distribution, inventory management, a new print-on-demand facility, streaming browser-based ebooks, and bookstore. Call us at 1-800-465-5200 for a quote on your next book project. You can also visit our website at www.tps1.com. Welcome back to your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask on the Rockstar Radio Network. If you want to write and publish a book, if you want to be successful as an author, your guide to book publishing, everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask, is for you. Stay tuned and you'll hear about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now to get you published. So let's get back to the show. And here again is your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Well, as you know, uh, I have done a lot of media. Those of you listening to the show, I've been on everything from Oprah 
to uh, uh, the little slow place in there, and I shared off the air that I had experience on Geraldo. I had not actually get several times, and he had ended up apologizing to me, but I was ready to walk off the show. That introduced me as someone who was an expert in why women steal other women's husbands, which that's not my expertise. My, my doctorate is in the workplace and toxic behavior and why women undermine other women. Um, and they decided that route. So I had wheels on my chair and I'm listening to them introduce me and I'm declaring to the other panelists that this is a wrong fit. And I literally started pushing, taking my feet and rolling the chair backwards. I mean, I was separating myself from the pack. I didn't belong. And I, and I, and um, it was quite a visual. And I have to tell you, they went to the earliest commercial they ever had. And they promised to behave, and we actually reintroduced me when we came back from break. But it's really important for you, dear author, to understand who you are and stick to your gun. And don't let people um, shape you into something that you is not true for you. And media, you have to decide what media you want and where you go with that. So, Brian, you have some tips. I, there are several things I want to cover in this, these last 12 minutes together here. So let's talk about, you have three V's very quickly that you talk about. You want to talk about how to start show, what, what goes on with a one sheet. Let's kind of let's plow through these. Sure. Okay, there are three V's. They're the verbal, vocal, and visual communication. The verbal, the words that you use. Visual, the way that you look. And then the verbal, the way, uh, way you, uh, vocal, the way you project those words. Just quickly, the, the verbal, you have to know, the, the, what you're going to communicate. That's the least of your of the effectiveness. It's like ten, less than 10% of the communication is done verbally. But one, I want to get just back to that, that Geraldo show that you were on, that if you can have that part of your verbal presentation is knowing what you're going to say in advance and have that uh, the agenda of sorts in mind. So if the host goes way off topic, you can bring it back to your topic. If the host says something like, you know, how's the weather out there? Well, it's a, boy, it's a great day for, for looking for a job, and here's what I would do in this kind of weather. So you, you don't make fun of the host, but you bring it back to your topic. Vocally, the way you project those words is really important. And you have the mirror in front of you when you're talking. I have the word voices, V-O-I-C-E-S. The V reminds me to keep the, my volume up to talk right into the mouthpiece. O is to talk to the other, in the other person's perspective. I is inflection, to add some inflection, some, some accent to my voice so it's not just talking in a monotone. C is having some confidence, so knowing your topic, knowing what you're talking about, ha not, having, not having a deep voice, but just being able to answer a question when, when you're on a, a, a telephone talk show. E, enunciation. So you, you're enunciating the words properly. I tend to have <laughs> need to work on that because of the S word of speed. I tend to I get excited. I want to talk about it, everything that I can get in in this time. But then I have to remember to slow down to make a particular point, enunciate properly, and then it's okay to move on a little bit faster. But just if you remember those things, I can, I can, particularly on a telephone interview, it can be very helpful. So it's verbal and vocal. The third is visual. How do you look when you're on the air? And that's, that's important to to have your the physical features. You want to be able to uh, to, to get have a good night's sleep beforehand. Let's have a uh, whatever you wearing makeup is important, particularly when you're on the sh on the air on a TV show. You get really those lights are it really can wash out your your facial features. So want to, makeup is important. Your attire 
is good. When I was doing my job search shows, I would go on the show on the air with a coat and tie. But if you're a physical trainer, you may go on with a sweatsuit. If you're a chef, you may go on with a chef's outfit. So your attire should support your message. And your body language, you want to be able to, you know, that's your, your posture, not ramrod straight, but sitting where I like to sit on the edge of a chair. And so I can move forward to make a point or move back to let the host talk and move forward to, to go when, you, when you're uh, making the, looking into the camera, making the point. The, uh, your gestures, you, you want to gesture right in front of your chest because you may think of the, the view of you it's from the top of your head to just maybe your navel, your belly button, and that's the area in which you're, in most cases, you'll be on the screen. So if you're gesturing, if you're showing point number one, point number two, point number three, do that right in front of your chest, not in front of your face, but in front of your chest. So have, and use props where you, where you can. If you have a, I, on my show, I had a vampire and she had a, a necklace with a, a, a container on it that had her loved one's blood in it. <laughs> and if that blood, that blood coagulated, that means that her loved one was untrue. So that was a, it was a great prop. It really made for good TV. So, and even if you're on the radio, bring props with you. I had a, a networking card when I was talking about job search that when you're out of a job, you create a business card with your name and address and phone number on one side or email address. On the other side, it has a little dot point resume. And I would always bring this and show this to the host on, on the radio show. And he or she would, would talk about how great an idea this is and how they could use it in other ways. So I, just by having that prop, I got the host to talk about how great my book was. So that if you can think about your verbal, the words that you use, vocally the way you project those words, and then visually the way that you look, you can create a visual impression on, on, the, uh, on the radio. If you think about, I was listening to one, actually, a, a radio announcer describing a sporting event. And the detail, the information that this announcer was giving, I felt like I was almost there. If you watch this, uh, a same event on TV, they have more time just to let you watch the, the, uh, the sporting event. But the radio announcer has to keep you involved with it, has to be descriptive. So you can do the same thing on your radio show by getting the audience involved by using visual words, if that makes sense. So I think well, if, if people keep those three Vs in mind, they can really improve their performances. I, those, those are excellent, excellent points. And I, radio is actually my favorite medium because there's usually a little bit more time and you play with it. And what you're, you know, you're, what you're describing is, is that you have to give color um, when yeah. on the radio and describe that. And I know as a speaker where I made my living for 30 years on the platform that I always imagined I had blind people in the audience and I had with my word I had to really fill it with description so they were on the journey with me. Alright, so let's, let's have, what's a one sheet, Brian? One yeah. One sheet is something that you, you use to communicate your message to a very busy producer. You send a press kit which has a lot of information in it, they probably won't look at it. But if you send one page which has the information about you, about your, your start off with a headline about the how your message is important to that target audience. And then you keep it to obviously one page, but to list the, to follow the AIDA sequence, attention, interest, desire, and action. The attention is that headline, which could be a, a news headline or a benefit headline, advice and uh, curiosity. But there are different ways of writing headlines for that. But get the attention of that producer for that show talking about your topic as it applies to that person's audience. 
And then you go into some examples of some maybe some testimonials, some your topic, the types of topics that you can cover in a job search. I, I, would, I, would, I would describe those. And the idea about have some, if there's any controversial aspect of your topic, have a very brief bio of the author. What makes me as the author someone who's credible and knowledgeable on this topic? And then, then you have your, your, the action step, the you know, contact, here's the contact information. So it's attention, interest, desire, and action. If you can do that on one page, you might have a photograph on there. Don't have a photograph of your book on there, but have your photograph uh, on that, a uh, professionally taken photograph. And just do that on one sheet. You may ask, uh, I think it's better to have the topics that you can cover versus a list of questions. But if you can get the, the controversy in there, uh, or if it is appropriate, and the uh, the credibility that you have to be a good guest for this audience, and you might have some examples of different shows in which you've been a guest because that would give the, the producer a good feeling that you're going that you're you're an experienced a guest, and you you'll come on the show and you won't just hold up your book and talk about it because that's been the, the, the oh, they don't no. want that obviously. Okay. So when I did what, yeah, when I did Donahue years ago, many, 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 many times, they they literally told you the hook comes out if you do that. You're yeah, you're off. Sure. You're off. And they were okay. very blunt. Let me just take that two minutes. Yeah, two minutes. So, how do we find producers? How, well, and how should we contact them? Okay, there. One one question. How do you, where do you find them? There is a, uh, a a website called radiolocator.com, radio-locator.com, where you. You go there. You put. You can sort it by format, by topic, by state, by city, and you get. And it's a hot link directly to the radio station. So it's a really good way to get that. There's a. Uh, I'm talking a bit faster as so I get through this, but the there's a help a reporter out where it's helpareporter.com, and if you sign up there, it's free, and they send you information that the requests or the openings that that producers are looking for these topics. So you go through there, and then you find your topic, and you can reply to that. Uh, there's pitchrate.com, which is similar. If you want to take more of an active view, there's the radio television interview report, where you can take out an ad. It's an expensive project. Maybe well, you take out a quarter-page, half-page ad, and you pay for that, and they send that to the producers. Guestfinder.com is the opposite way of that, where you go on Guestfinder, and you – place a, a listing on guest finder the media goes there looking for different topics so the, the that's a different way of making that happen so if you go right. to those uh, radio locator uh, radio dash locator is a great way all now, right so we're, we have to wrap up we're there okay. so i'm going to tell everyone get brian's book it's highly highly recommended his how to make real money selling book you need to understand that we're going to have brian back again and again I'm Judith Ryle. Thanks, Brian. You're listening You're to your guide to book publishing. Everyone, have a fabulous day, whatever the time of it is. I'm Judith Ryle. We'll be back with you. Thank you for being a part of Your Guide to Book Publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bry.